0: This is People Every Day. Coming up, keeping up with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Everything we know about the pair and why they've been hanging out recently. Plus, actor Cal Penn opens up about his new book and his engagement to partner Josh. And I go deep into Real Housewives history with the man who wrote the book on it. It's November 1st. Well, hello, and welcome back to People Every Day, friends. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, fresh off of an eventful Halloween weekend with my kiddos. If you're wondering, our fam costume was Jay-Z and Beyonce's About Love Tiffany's commercial. (laughs) We were scrambling for something fun, and I got the inspo after seeing a huge billboard a couple weeks ago. I'll just say, blonde is not my color, (laughs) but we had fun. I hope you and your loved ones did, too, for the celebrity. Costumes. I loved Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade's daughter going as Adele. Oh, and Lizzo as Yoda. She went all in. Harry Styles was an adorable Dorothy from Wizard of Oz with Toto included. And then the best Adams family I saw was John Legend, Chrissy, and their kids. Luna's Wednesday scowl was spot on. As for other fun news out of the weekend, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony was this past Saturday in Cleveland. And this year, the lineup did not disappoint. 51-year-old superstar Jay-Z made history as the first living solo rap artist to be inducted. He was inducted by none other than his pals, former President Barack Obama and comedian Dave Chappelle. And during his speech, Jay-Z said, you know, growing up, we didn't think we could be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We were told that hip-hop was a fad.
1: And much like punk rock, it gave us this anti-culture, this sub-genre, and there were heroes in it. And these heroes in it, when I was Thinking of what I was going to say tonight, these heroes just kept coming to my mind. Rakim and Big Daddy Kane and uh, KRS-One and Chuck D.
0: He added that quote. Hopefully, I'm informing the next generation that anything is possible. Now, for some movie news that's making headlines. Actor Cal Penn, who's best known for his roles in House, Designated Survivor, and the Harold and Kumar series, is opening up like never before in his new book called You Can't Be Serious. He talks about his career, but also his personal life and the fact that he's currently engaged to his partner of 11 years named Josh. And People's Kara Warner got to talk to him about it. In this week's issue. So she's on with me now to share a little more of that. So, Kara, in this book, he talks about his relationships and his time in Hollywood and that big headline that
2: came out over the weekend that he is engaged. So, what can you tell us about that? The book covers his, his whole life and kind of the highlights and, and a lot of things that people don't know. And, and one of the big surprises for the public at large is that he's engaged to his partner, Josh, and that they've been together for 11 years. That's pretty incredible to
0: me. And and any celebrity who can keep a relationship under wraps for 11 years. Wow. So what did he say about their relationship? And and you also have some cute reporting about their
2: first date, right? The The way he writes it in the book is really interesting because he's, he is sort of lightly teasing the fact that, you know, he has been dating men and he has a chapter in the book where he talks about their first date and kind of that... Uh, Josh came over and brought an 18 pack of Coors Light, and then you know comfortably sat on his couch and turned the TV to NASCAR, which you know Cal had never watched, and he was very surprised and thought this is probably not going to work out. Uh, and in talking to him, he said that you know he's not been hiding anything; that all of the people close to him, you know, he's he's in public with the, he and his partner in public, and and he just you know said that. His family, his friends, his closest friends, and his partner are all really, really private people. So he's existed in that world with them in in trying to protect their privacy while also, you know, being comfortable with who he is. So lastly, let's talk a little bit about
0: Cal because he has a fascinating story. He's the son of immigrants. He attended film school and worked in TV and film. And then he had a second act working for President Obama.
2: So what else did he say about his life? You know, his book is really interesting and entertaining. Those who know Cal know that, you know, he's been in comedies, so he has a really great sense of humor. And and the book is, you know, told in his voice, and and he tells these stories in a very entertaining way, but also touches on some of the more serious obstacles he's faced in his life. You know, he talks about he'd never heard the N-word before until a bully on the playground called him that. In kindergarten. You know, that's the first time he's ever felt different. You know, he's also really hopeful about what he's been able to do in breaking down boundaries in Hollywood and, you know, what it felt like to go through that. And, and again, feeling hopeful about how far we've come. So
0: interesting. I, I love a celebrity memoir. Thanks, Kara. All right. Now it is time to dig in and get into some celebrity relationship juiciness. I'm talking about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Yep. You heard me. The two were caught holding hands while on a roller coaster at Not Scary Farms in Buena Park, California. Word on the street, they've been spending time together. We received some new information on this turn of events today. So here to break it down is People.com Managing Editor, Charlotte Triggs. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. How are you doing? I am good. So... First question, really? Like, like, is this I know. a publicity stunt or something? Because I, I mean, I'm, oh I'm imagining like that SNL after party must have gotten really wild. I'm, what's happening here?
1: Oh my God, when I saw this in my email on Saturday night, I was like, stop it, stop. (laughs) Like, this is like, I can't with this guy. Like, he is with like every beautiful woman in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But yes, we're hearing that not only were they on this group date at Not Scary Farm or whatever, we're hearing from a source that they were, they went out privately, um, discreetly a couple of times before that. So they have been seeing each other. And according to a source, she's excited to be dating again. And she's very much enjoying the attention from Pete. And as we know, he has a way with these women. (laughs) He very much knows how to, you know, how to lavish them with the attention. Oh,
0: my goodness. I'm I'm imagining the, the, you know, everyday person that's there at Not Scary Farms and looking for their picture off of the roller coaster (laughs) coaster and is like, wait, is that? Is he? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, I have to ask how is it that Pete Davidson always gets the girl? Like, I mean, Ariana Grande, uh, Bridgerton's Phoebe Dynaver, uh, model Kaya Gerber, Kate Beckinsale, like the list of gorgeous women goes on. But so, also,
1: you recall some of these ladies that have been in the mix, he'll like, flamboyantly like dump one for another. Mm. So it's like, there's like drama layered in on it. So obviously, okay, so a source told us that like, what's the quality in him that everybody loves? He can be very, very, very charming, super charming. Mm. He lavishes the women with attention. Does
0: it have anything to do with something Ariana Grande said back in 2018? Like that's, that's. I mean, she gave him um, a pretty... Uh, NSFW endorsement. Um, right. <laughs> so what are you thinking? Are we,
1: how, what's the vibe on this podcast? Can we talk about that? Can we say what it I is? I mean,
0: yeah, yes. His,
1: his energy, the energy, right? Yes, his like, big something that.
0: energy is, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess, is that all it takes to get like, to land, to land one of these ladies? I don't know. Maybe it certainly probably doesn't, you know, fall in the uh, negative. It doesn't, right. doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Right.
0: So what about the ex. What about Ye, formerly known as Kanye? Um, Do you think we'll hear anything from him about this? I don't know. That's a really good
1: question because it's like, they still are very much involved. You remember like all of those, like her in the wedding gown at his uh, listening party and all this stuff. It's like so over the top. He's clearly still like an influence on in her style with all mm-hmm. those crazy outfits, like that she was going through this, like, you know, the like shrouded moment, yeah. like, whatever that was, you know what the I mean? shadow but of Kim. According Yes, totally. You know, it's his vision. But clearly, I mean, according to a source, she has moved on from him, and she really feels like it's for the best for her to start dating again.
0: Which which is great. They have a lot of kids to, to manage between them, so it's good that they at least have that, like you know, Yeah, they have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so before I lose you, I want to ask about some of this uh, Kourtney Kardashian drama that's going on. She and Travis Barker uh, recreated True Romance, that Quentin Tarantino cult classic film. But this is, you know, kind of tricky for uh, some of the critics of the relationship because Shannon Moakler, his ex, they did that. They did that whole thing years ago. So, So how do you feel about that?
1: Well, it's definitely a statement, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Like none of this is by accident. So Shannon Mugler walked down the aisle to the song from True Romance. She named her daughter Alabama for the main character. It's clearly something, whether or not it's, whether or not, Shauna's the one who's obsessed with it, or Travis is what's unclear here. It must be to a degree. It must be Travis's thing, right? Yeah, that he's like bringing it with him to his next relationship. It's almost like taking your new girlfriend to the like restaurant that you shared with it, like old, right? Like, it's, but it's sort it's of like a little too much.
0: Like he's done like specific things for Courtney that he like did. Like there, there's like footage and images and all of this that he's done with his ex, Shana. So it's, Well, we yeah. know that
1: she's not happy about it. She's definitely mentioned this already that she thinks it's like weird that he would do that again. But I mean, I guess it's working for Courtney. She doesn't mind. She's down for it.
0: Oh, completely. I mean, I'm just hoping she doesn't walk down the aisle to the same song. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we will see what, what that wedding is themed around. Well, Charlotte, thanks so much for hopping on. Awesome. Thanks so much. Next up. I take a trip down Real Housewives memory lane with Dave Quinn, author of a wild new book all about the iconic franchise. Stick around.
3: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise.
2: What a wonderful day!
0: there, I am back now, and this next segment is for the Real Housewives fans and scholars out there. Today we got news that there's a whole new gang of really rich and super dramatic women joining the hit Bravo family. Real Housewives of Dubai, yes, Dubai, will be hitting your screen soon, so prepare to be amazed. But this year marks 15 years since the first Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Orange County, premiered on television, turning Mr. Andy Cohen into a household name and my guest who's on with me now into a Housewives historian. Since then, we've seen dozens of spinoffs, specials, and international shows like Upcoming Dubai and throughout a whole lot of drama. So here to dig into the best and worst of all of it is Dave Quinn, who authored the new Andy Cohen-approved tell-all, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Hi, Dave.
4: Hey, Janine, how's it going?
0: I'm good. This is so exciting. You've covered this franchise for a long time. Um, I'm wondering at what point did you decide, ooh, this needs to be a book? (laughs) And then what was that conversation like with Andy Cohen?
4: The conversation was kind of a massive pinch me moment. Bravo said to me, if you were to write a book about the Housewives, what would you want it to look like? And that's what the conversation started. And we started to brainstorm what that might be. And Andy was the one who was really insisting, I think. a a oral history is the way to go. Mm. It gives everybody equal playing field. So it was an incredible collaboration and I had the best time of my life doing it.
0: So I, I want to get into what it's really like for these women. So we've had a number of the ladies on the show and they've all talked about how they feel that the show is heavily edited. What's your opinion on that on the production side? You know, like how much do the producers encourage conflict?
4: You know, it's interesting. I think we all like to look at it like the producers are behind the scenes pulling the strings and they're trying to hurt each other and get everyone fighting and the housewives are stirring the cauldron like I'm going to ruin her life, right? That's the fun factor of it. We like to see it that way. It isn't that way. I don't think the producers at all encourage it. I think that they just want everybody to say out loud all the things that they don't normally say. And okay. that asks a lot from you, right? Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> you, want, you have to put your entire life out there.
0: What did some of the women you spoke with say about being on the show and the toll it took on them? And, and, and why do so many choose to stay? Is it just the money?
4: Well, that's a great question. I mean, I think that a lot of it, Janine, has to do with the fact that it's a platform unlike any other. And you're able to really elevate your life. Think of somebody like Shannon Bador or somebody like, you know, Dorinda Medley, these are women who Mm -hmm. are living incredible lives outside of the show, but nobody really knew who they were. I mean, we always think of the Kenya Moores and Denise Richards, right? But a lot of the housewives were just, even like Nene Leakes, just a normal woman who was able to kind of catapult herself into being a household name. Bethany became a household name and a millionaire off of The Real Housewives of New York City. So that is the reason I think why people stay and why Mm -hmm. they go on it and why they Mm -hmm. stay with it. As far as it being emotionally taxing, yeah, everybody will tell you that. And it's difficult because you're filming, you know, for a very short period of time, but very intensely, five to six days a week. And unlike celebrities who have, you know, a bit of a separation. This is this is Rachel Green and this is Jennifer Anderson. They're two separate people. Yeah. You can't separate Lisa Renna from Lisa Renna. Not so at all she has to own every single thing that she says and does the good, bad, and the ugly. I think that's really hard.
0: Well, well, we won't be able to get into, uh, you know, all the scandals in in the, few, in the little bit of time we have together. But I'm, I'm hoping we can discuss at least one thing that's happening right now, and that's Erica Jane. So, at what point do you think she'll no longer be on the show? And and how does Andy deal with housewives who are deep in legal trouble like this?
4: Well, it's interesting because I interviewed Erica Jane and everybody before this even went down, before we knew about these things. And it's not covered in the book because we had to draw a line at a certain point. So I'm not sure how much longer she'll stay around. I would like to see her as a viewer. I want to see this all play out. If we look back at past things, um, everything played out for Teresa on the show and she remained on the show. They actually paused the show while she was away and brought it back there has been no crime charged right now to erica jane so i cannot imagine that while the court of public opinion may feel a certain way mm-hmm. that there would be any sort of uh, you know end to her reign here if she's interested in continuing i believe that they may be interested in keeping her
0: so before we go i want to play a quick game and don't overthink it. it so when i finish the question just say the first thing that comes to mind right okay
4: okay I'm ready scared but sure Let's yeah, go. okay
0: okay Who's the nicest housewife?
4: Uh, I, I think that Kyle Richards is super nice.
0: Kyle Richards. Uh, so, which is the best villain? Kenya Moore.
4: Boom. She's delightful, <laughs> and she embraces being a villain, which I love.
0: Who has the best style?
4: Ooh. Um. I mean, Karen Huger is really turning it out these days. She looks fabulous.
0: Best fight?
4: Um. I think the battle in Amsterdam between. Kim and Lisa Renna in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is pretty iconic.
3: Touch my saying, husband
4: just, ever. just saying, what don't you, f- you ever, you don't want out for you everybody to know. Oh, you better watch what you to talk about me, or everybody will you know. Never. Everybody, everybody will near know my husband. Don't you dare bring up my husband. <laughs> good, it's really
0: good. Who would be the most fun to go out
4: with? I. I don't know. I kind of being partying, partying with any of the housewives would be fun, but I would love to party with some of the really, really rich ones. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> I don't have that sort of money. So like, give me any of those Beverly Hills gals.
0: That was Dave Quinn, author of the new Real Housewives book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. For more on this, head over to people.com. And now, nope, Not something to make you smile, something to help you out. Because if you're like me, you've got a lot of leftover Halloween candy lying around your house that you desperately need to do something with. Something you can eat or give away. Well, sending you off with some creative candy repurposing advice from People's Digital Food Editor and beloved dessert influencer, Anna Calderon. Take it away, Anna. From chocolates to gummies.
3: There's plenty of different ways you can use your leftover Halloween candy. First is turn chocolate caramel candy like Milky Ways into cake. We have a recipe on people.com slash food. You boil down Milky Ways and mix them together with all the usual cake ingredients like butter and flour, sugar and buttermilk. It's so delicious. Now, if you have a lot of leftover Jolly Ranchers, save them for Christmas. They don't go bad, I promise. And they make great stained glass cookies. You cut out the center of the cookie and then put a Jolly Rancher in the middle and bake it. It'll melt and the result is a colorful see-through cookie. Rice Krispies are also great every time of year, but they're especially great with leftover candy mixed in. Use M&Ms or Reese's Pieces. Now this one might sound a little bit odd, but it's delicious, I promise. Candy corn cornbread. Chopped up candy corn is added to the batter of a regular cornbread recipe, and then it completely dissolves while it's resting in the fridge before you bake it. It'll take on an orange tint and have just a little bit of extra sweetness. Thanks, Anna.
0: <laughs> Not sure I want to give any of that away. It sounds so good. Well, have a great one, everyone, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.